welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here's your co-host and certified professional financial coach, Jill Emanuel. Well, hello, 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 Fiscal Fitness family. How are you? This is Coach Jill here, the lead financial coach with Fiscal Fitness Phoenix and one of the hosts of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. So we are winding down 2020. We're about to enter into a new year. And this really is the time of year that always gets me thinking about what I want to achieve, what I want to work towards in the year ahead. My husband and I usually begin having some really great conversations around this time of year trying to put our intentions together as a team for what we want to accomplish in the coming year. And I wanted to talk about this today with all of you because I've been having a lot of conversations with clients in the last couple of weeks. As we're approaching the end of the year, we're trying to gain some focus on what they want to be working on in the year ahead. And I've heard many times from clients, not just this last month, but over the years, that they'll tell me, I'm not really a goal person, or I have never really been good about setting goals. I don't really know how to do it. I feel a little uncomfortable with it. I'm not really sure you know, what to focus on. And really, the truth is that goal setting is a skill. It's something that we learn through practice, through doing it over and over again and seeing that we actually can reach and achieve our goals. That's when it starts to become fun and it starts to become something that you actually want to do for yourself. But what happens is that many people get goal setting wrong, right? That they try to set goals, but they wind up feeling like, oh, that was totally pointless. I spent time setting goals, but I never followed through on it. They you know, feel like they set a goal and then they feel like they're not making progress towards it or they fall off track, that they never wind up reaching it. So they really lose that interest. They lose drive or purpose towards setting goals in the future. It just feels like a pointless activity. A lot of times I'll also see that people set a goal and then they forget the details of the goal. I'm guilty of that myself where I will say that I want something, but if I don't write it down, I kind of forget what was it that I said I was going to work towards. There's so many things that we want to achieve in life. And if we don't get it written down, we can easily forget what the details were. And then we never really know if we actually reached our goal or not, right? Another problem that I'll see when people think about goal setting is that they fail to be specific enough. So they're putting some general goals out there, but not specific timelines, specific you know dollar amounts. If we're talking financial goals, they're not giving enough details. And so they're choosing sort of this arbitrary goal to be searching for, or reaching for. They don't know if they're actually on track. They don't know if they've actually reached it because they don't have all of those specifics written out. And the final thing, especially when we're talking about financial goals, is that if you don't have a solid foundation in place for your money to begin with, you don't have a good working budget that you trust, that you know works month after month, it becomes 
so arbitrary to set financial goals because it's almost like you're wishing instead of having a real plan to achieve it. And that's where I see a lot of people say, I don't really like setting goals. I've never really done it. I've tried setting goals before, but we fall off track or, you know, you set your new year's resolution, which is goals, right? And then you start the year and two or three months in, it's like long forgotten and we fall off track. When it comes to the financial goals, a lot of times that is because people didn't have a clear foundation to begin with and they weren't specific enough, they weren't writing it down, they didn't have that traction in place to reach the goal. So I want to talk about some steps that you can take as you're setting goals for this coming year so that you can be more intentional with it and hopefully you'll find that you are reaching more of those goals for yourself in 2021 and that you can start to build that enthusiasm and excitement for achieving goals in the future because it really is addicting once you learn to do it right and once you see yourself reaching your goals and knocking them out one after another it starts to feel like something that can really fuel you and drive you forward and build that confidence with what you're doing with your money so let's talk about how to turn this around and how to begin goal setting in a really good way in a way that's going to help support you towards actually achieving those goals so step number one is that you need to have a realistic budget created. It is really the foundation of all financial progress is that you have to have a solid system for how you're managing your money, where your money's going, and it has to be realistic. I see so many people, and I was guilty of this, you guys, years ago when I would budget, I was way too overly optimistic. I was way too restrictive on where I believed our money would go. I was way too optimistic that we would never have a car breakdown, never have to buy clothes for our family. You know, I would just kind of leave those things out, not thinking, oh, we're, going, we're not gonna need that for the next three months or whatever. I can just plan to not have those expenses. And inevitably, those expenses would come up and knock everything off course, and we would feel like we were never making progress or never moving towards the goal that we wanted. So when I say set a realistic budget, I really am saying you have to be honest with yourself, for one, on how much money you're going to spend. Most of us know what our set bills are every single month, but when people think about setting a budget, they oftentimes think like, oh, we can cut way, way, way back on our eating out and we can cut way, way, way back on our groceries and they scale it back to a degree that is not sustainable. And so they really set themselves up for failure because you're saying, oh, well, we've been spending $1,200 a month on groceries and eating out, but I'm gonna slash it in half. That's crazy, that's way too much money. Let's do it on 600. And inevitably, it's impossible to make such a drastic change overnight and so people wind up falling off track, finding they're spending more than they intended and feeling like they're failing. So I want you to plan a realistic budget, be honest with yourself about how much money is going to those things and include in that realistic budget dollar amounts for the variable and random expenses. So plan for things like clothing, like gifts, like car repairs or home repairs 
or travel, right? All of these random areas of life are going to come. And if you've seen the fiscal fitness model or our you know, philosophy around budgeting, we look at all those different categories of life and every month have you saving in advance for those expenses so it feels like a consistent budget every single month you know reliably what is coming and those expenses become just like another fixed expense so i really want you to be sure to include those so that when you're looking at how much extra money you have how much is actually available to make progress towards your goal you're looking at a realistic number something that actually could be achieved, not just a wishful hope that everything will turn out that way, right? If you do this well, the number you're looking at is actually the worst case scenario, right? You're planning your budget and overestimating expenses, underestimating your income, and the hope is, or the goal of that is, that every month you wind up having more money to put towards your goal than what you even planned for in the beginning. It's a way to constantly be reconfirming to yourself that you're doing the right things with your money, that you are successful, that you're planning really well, that you're winning time and time again. That is what we really wanna create for you, is this feeling of being a winner financially, instead of setting yourself up for failure by overestimating or you know overestimating the amount of money that you'll have underestimating the expenses that you'll have and feeling like you're failing every single month you see how we want to switch that around so that's your first step when you're setting goals financially is that you have to get a realistic budget in place so you can see a real number something that could actually be achievable of a dollar amount for you to put towards your goals every month the second thing or the second error that I see a lot of people make when they're setting goals is that they set them up in such a way that it is pass or fail. I'm going to save $5,000 towards my emergency fund. And if you save 4,000 and not 5,000, you have failed, right? So it's, it's just a very clear cut. I'm going to do this and there's no wiggle room there there's no ability to sh overshoot for it there's no ability to like take it a little bit easier and so again when you set up goals that are way too stringent or way don't have enough layers to it it becomes pass or fail and that's where you also feel like you're not achieving as much as you wanted or feel like you fail time and time again and it actually causes you to lose that motivation or that drive to set goals going forward. So one thing that we do to help our clients, and I do this for myself, is I set three layers to every goal. I have a good, a better, and a best case scenario for my goal setting. So this really allows you to reach those realistic goals and see, hey, I set something, it was like the, the good goals, which was the very realistic, nothing special had to happen. I didn't have to go crazy to reach this goal, but I still made it here. And then you can set a better goal and a best goal. The best goal should be something that feels so big that you have no idea how you would reach it. Like so many things would have to work out right. There would have to be a check of a thousand dollars in the mail that you didn't see coming. You would have to get a raise along the way. Like it should be a number that you try to imagine like, could that happen? And you're thinking, no, probably not. I don't think so. But you want to set that goal. 
because over time, when you're doing positive things with your money, things tend to work out in your favor time and time again, and it really can add up very quickly. And you want to have that good, better, and best goal set so that you can actually appreciate and you know celebrate the accomplishment of reaching something that is even above what would have been good for you. Reaching that better goal, you can know, wow, I really pushed for this. Lots of things went right. It, again, helps your mental psychology around how you're feeling about your money to know so many things worked in my favor to reach this level of my goal. I didn't really see that this was possible, but I achieved it. And now you begin to develop this faith or this belief that things do work in your favor, that, you know, as long as you stick to the plan and, you know, pay attention to what you're doing, that likely things will be better than you anticipated. And then with the best goal, it is something that when you hit that, you want to be able to acknowledge that this was a layer to the goal that you did not believe was possible. And I see this happen all the time with clients. And if they hadn't set a good, better, and best goal, they would just brush by it, right? They would, it's just our nature. We're always on to the next thing. We don't really recognize how much we've accomplished, especially if we don't have it written down in a concrete, clear way. So having that best case goal written down and then actually remembering when you hit it, I did not believe this was possible. Think of how amazing that must feel to hit a goal that you knew when you set it was totally out of your league. <laughs> like There was no way that you were going to hit it. It was beyond your imagination of reaching that layer of your goal. And if you actually can reach that, how proud you can feel of your accomplishment versus saying something like, I'm gonna add as much as I can to my emergency fund. And at the end of the year, you just say like, eh, I added something to it. Like you don't know what that should have been. You can't celebrate if you did something great. You also don't have anything driving you to do any better because there's nothing concrete that you're pushing towards. So setting that good, better, and best layer to a goal can be so helpful. It gets it in writing, it makes it specific, and it makes it so it's not simply a pass or fail. It gives you different layers to appreciate the progress that you've made and really recognize your hard work. So the third thing that I want to talk about when it comes to goal setting, I kind of mentioned in this last one, but it is the importance of writing your goals down. And I'm sure that anyone who's listened to anything about goal setting, you've heard this before. We hear this all the time. People who write down their goals are, what is it, like 86% more likely to reach their goals or something like that. I totally just made that number up right now, you guys, so I'm not quoting the statistic, just so you know. I just know it's very big, and I should have looked it up before I hopped on this podcast, but I didn't. But so much more likely to achieve a goal if you simply write it down. So you can write it down on a post-it note, in a notebook. I prefer to have it somewhere that I'm going to see it over and over and over again. So when I create my financial goals, I put them on my budget and I use Google Sheets for that and I just 
right at the bottom of my budget. I have all of my goals for what do I want to achieve this year, all of those good, better, and best numbers. So I know what I'm working towards every month and I can see that I'm making progress. Having that visual reminder somewhere that you're going to see it over and over again helps you to stay focused and present to it and to appreciate the progress that you're making and allows it, you know, make sure that you don't fall off track, which is really what we want. So I also think it's so important to write down our goals because I don't know about you guys, but I constantly have things that I want to work towards in life or I constantly feel like, ooh, wouldn't it be great if we did X, Y, Z? And if I don't have these things written down, I can get a little bit scatterbrained with what goal am I actually focused on? What am I actually pushing to achieve? You really don't want to be shifting focus too much because then you aren't going to ever see that you've reached or accomplished one of those goals. It's really easy to forget the specifics or the details of the goal that you wrote down. And so because we are always thinking about what's next, we need to have something written down so that we remember, well, what did we want before we were thinking about what's next, <laughs> right? So we don't want to forget what that goal is. We don't want to be shifting around from one thing to another. So you really do want to write it down to stay present to that, to stay focused to it. If you have other ideas, write them down also so that you know once you've reached your first goal, you can immediately shift focus and go on to the second goal. But you really do want to have that concrete written somewhere that you're going to see it over and over again. That repetition is really important for you to see and just reinforce that that is what you're focused on right now so that we're not living too far in the future or too far in this state of constantly chasing, chasing, chasing the next thing and never able to recognize or appreciate when we have actually reached or accomplished one of our goals. I sometimes will do a reflection and I think this really does tie into goal setting where I reflect or think about all of the things that I currently have in my life from the perspective that I once upon a time dreamed of having all of these things that I now have. And I think that is the reality for us that as we go through life, we are achieving so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And it's because we're so forward focused, we're always looking at what's next, that even as we're accomplishing our dreams, even as we're accomplishing our goals and the things that we really wanted, we're so focused on the next thing that we oftentimes forget to acknowledge and recognize what we have just accomplished. You know, I, I can think about this for myself and I'll reflect back and think about how like, gosh, once upon a time I dreamed of graduating college. I dreamed of getting my doctorate degree. I dreamed of meeting a man that I fell in love with and married. And I dreamed of buying a home. I dreamed of driving the car that I have. I dreamed of traveling to the places that we've traveled. I dreamed of, you know, having the level of health that I have right now. All of the things that we have in life once upon a time were a thing that we dreamed of having down the road, that we wanted, that we were seeking out. And if we don't write those things down, as we are achieving those things or bringing those things into our life, 
we can forget to have gratitude for them. We can forget to appreciate those things and acknowledge how much we wanted them and how grateful we are now to have them. So, you know, writing down your goals really allows you to slow down a little bit and to appreciate all of the wonderful blessings, the many gifts, all of the things that we bring into our world that we did dream about once upon a time. So that's why I really think writing down your goals needs to be part of the process so that you can not only achieve them in a much higher likelihood, but so you can have gratitude and appreciate it and acknowledge all of the hard work that you've done and reinforce your psychology that you are someone who reaches your goals. Right. If we don't write them down, there's nothing for us there to confirm. I am someone who achieves goals. I'm someone who reaches the things that I set out to do. The next thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is kind of the final point when it comes to goal setting, is that writing them down needs to also be specific. So you have to have very specific and concrete goals that you write down. If they are too general or too wishy-washy, you never really know if you reached them. So, you know, an example of that would be saying, I will add as much as possible to my emergency fund in 2021. As much as possible is not a goal. It's a wish and a wishy-washy one at that. It's not really driving you towards anything. As much as possible could be $200. It could be $20,000. It could be anywhere in between. It's not a real goal. You want to have something that is very concrete so that you can actually see, yes, I'm moving towards this. I see an end target that I'm shooting for and I can see the progress I'm making along the way. So the good, better, best is a great thing to do in that. And then also doing it in a way that is very specific towards either a date that you'll achieve your goal or a dollar amount that you will have saved or paid down on debt. So you want to be really specific. So I'm going to give you an example of this. So rather than saying something like, I will add as much as possible to my emergency fund in 2021, you could say, I will add $5,000 to my emergency fund in 2021. And for my good, better, best, I'm going to set it by date. So it would be good if I add $5,000 by the end of 2021. So December 31st, 2021. It would be good, which means some things really do work out in my favor. And I could kind of see that happening if I get some bonuses or overtime or something along the way. You could say my my better goal would be that I save $5,000 by October of 2021. And my best goal is that I save $5,000 by July. And you would have no idea how that's possible. Like that seems so far-fetched and that's exactly what a best goal should be, is a goal that seems out of reach. You can't see the moving pieces just yet. You don't know how that would work out. It would be quite a stretch for that to be accomplished. And that's exactly what you would want to set. So you could do it by timeline like that. You could also set a goal based on specific dollar amounts. So that's one that I did personally for this year is that we know my husband wants to get a new car in 2021. And so we were starting to save for the down payment for that new car. And 
I earlier in the year kind of looked to see how much money I anticipated we would have to put towards this goal and said, you know what, I can clearly see we should have $5,400 saved by the end of the year to put towards the new car. So I set that as my good goal because I have a solid budget in place. I can see concrete numbers. I know that even in the worst case scenario, you know, God forbid, you know, we don't lose our jobs or something like that. But that we should have $5,400 reach. So I set that as the good goal. Then the better goal is a little bit of a stretch. So I said, eh, let's just say we can throw $100 more towards it. I think we started this mid-year. So I said, let's have $6,000 by the end of the year for the new car. That would be our better goal. And the best goal would be $7,500. I don't know how that would happen. There would have to be several hundred dollars above and beyond what I anticipate we would have every single month. And that would be our best goal. And that would be really a huge reason to celebrate. So having those written down allowed me to stay very present to those goals and know what did I decide made sense six months ago? You know, what did I think would happen at this point in the year, six months in the past? If I hadn't written it down, there is no way I would have the brain power to remember what I was thinking about six months ago with specific numbers towards this goal. But because I have them written down and I see them every month, it allows me to stay very present and focused on that goal. I... I want to share a bit of a personal like experience with this because I actually did wind up shifting goals partway through the year, knowing that the student loan forbearance is coming to an end and 0% interest has been accruing because of COVID. I really decided rather than worrying about getting too much of a down payment for the new car, I wanted to throw a chunk of money towards my student loan while there was no interest accruing to see if we couldn't make a bit of quick progress on it. So I wound up pulling the money that we had in the car savings account, which was $5,100. So almost the good goal, because remember I said that would be 54. I wound up pulling that 5,100 and throwing it towards the student loan and then have kind of felt like, ah, I keep seeing this goal on our budget month after month. We said we'd have 5,400 as our good goal. 6,000 is better, 7,500 is best. And it's felt a little bit frustrating thinking, oh, we're not going to reach it. Well, as the year has been coming to a close, I actually am seeing, wow, we're going to have $5,000 there, which is only 400 away from the good goal. And because I know we're so close, it's providing that extra little bit of drive, that extra oomph that I need to say, how can we be creative to come up with 400 more dollars to at least reach the good layer of this goal, to at least get that 5,400. And that is the benefit of having those numbers specific, written down somewhere you're seeing over and over, is that it kind of gets you re-engaged with the goal. It gets you refocused. It allows you to push just a little bit harder than you would have if you didn't have something concrete written down that you were driving and pushing to achieve. I, I also saw earlier, like last month, I think two months ago, one of my clients, we had set good, better and best goals for her emergency fund for the year. And she came to her session and had exceeded her best goal two months before the year was over. And 
it was such a reason to celebrate because setting that best goal is a number that is beyond your current imagination when you set it. So even just reaching it is a huge accomplishment, but surpassing it and surpassing that goal two months early is such a reason to feel so proud, to be able to celebrate, to be able to like really, you know, acknowledge all of the hard work and how many good things are happening with your money. If we had not written down those goals and had not been specific about the layers to them and what amount would be the best case beyond imagination, getting that dollar amount in savings is just another day. But when you have it attached to something written down and concrete, it allows you to remember, wow, I thought a few months ago that this number was impossible. And now I've proven to myself that I can achieve this, I can exceed it, and it starts to plant the seeds that you are a positive money manager, that you do great things financially, that there's so many more possibilities in your future. And that's really what you want to try to create and reinforce month after month, year after year, building that financial confidence so that you do push yourself to achieve really great things. So I'm hoping that this is really helpful for you as we're coming to a close this year and you're starting to set those intentions for the year ahead, I would love to hear from any of you what your goals are going to be for 2021. If there's something specific with your financial goals that you're going to be pushing to achieve, don't be choosing some willy-nilly, wishy-washy goal of like, I'm gonna pay down extra on my house. How much extra? By what date? Give me some good, better, and best scenarios. I wanna hear them, and if you feel like gosh, I wish that I could be doing those things. I don't know how to do it. It feels overwhelming. I don't know where to begin. Reach out to us. Give us a call at Fiscal Fitness. We do free Q&A calls over the phone just to hear a bit about, more about your financial scenario, what you're hoping to achieve, and see if it's something we feel like we can help you with. I promise you investing in your financial future is one of the best choices you will ever make. Everything in our life is linked to our money. And when you begin to feel confident with it, everything in your world starts to change. So I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.